This is the Parked Up Podcast. Now, before we get into the very first episode for 2022, I've got our great friend Mark Tierney from The Race Fuels. And Mark, uh, did you have a great break? Are you looking forward to 2022? It's been a great break, Grant. But hey, any time away from the racetrack isn't much fun at all. So we're excited to go back to 2022. Here we are. If you need anything from Race Fuels, let us know at racefuels.com.au. A new website launching this week, and uh, now we're certainly excited for uh, the new season. Hey, what I love about Race Fuels is that even if you if you need fuel to run in your car or to tune up or to get ready for a race meeting, you've got the Bowsers there at your Dandenong South headquarters in Victoria. So, and you've got depots all around the country as well. So it's a uh, it's it's a easy access system. Yeah, what we've seen is a lot of pickup from the um, from the local community in Victoria picking up fuel directly from our Bowsers. All four racing fuels at the nozzle, so no drumming costs. It's as cheap as we can make it. And then it's the same that's replicated up in Sydney Motor Park. Um, so it's been popular. But yeah, all the warehouses are stocked and we're, we're good to go Australia-wide. I'll tell you what everyone else is picking up. It's COVID. Have you avoided that? Got through it so far, so we're pretty, uh, pretty excited to see what the uh, next couple of weeks brings. But so far, so good. COVID-free couple of rat tests in the back pocket we'll see how we go (laughs) awesome mate thanks for your support of parked up uh and uh let's get into this episode two of the very best operators parked up in the garage this has been coming for a long time these two do not like each other there are two parts of the story as always red flag this is a suspended Uh, race happy new year everyone welcome back to the parked up podcast of course we're powered by race fuels my name's grant roley i'm joined by tony delberto nothing has changed except that little number at the end of the year tony d welcome to 2022 thank you for having me grant um it's an absolute pleasure to join you in this year of 2022 Mm -hmm. um is it going to be a better year Wow, doubtful, but um, just wondering, have you got COVID or Mm-mm. I think everybody else has COVID, no, everybody. We're, we're the only two ones who aren't parked up, everyone else parked up. Man, isn't it unbelievable at the moment, the amount of people or people that you know that set a close contact or either has it or feels crook, so they're too scared to go to work or you know they're waiting on their test results. Yeah, so many businesses being affected right now. Mm. um it's crazy crazy numbers lots lots uh lots of numbers not the numbers that we ever really wanted to see and like wind the clock back you know 12 months and to think we'd be getting these numbers i guess it was probably inevitable though wasn't it to have this major major spike uh we've let it run wild that's how the virus works and yep uh fingers crossed and our hopes and thoughts and prayers to Uh, Anyone out there who's currently dealing with it, uh, who's currently not well, to anyone who's helping someone who's not well with it, we hope you can get over it as quickly as possible and get back on with um, some sort of normal normal life. I'm not sure what normal is anymore. They need to rewrite the the definition for normal. I think this is sort of how it's going to be for a little while anyway until we have a better strategy to deal with it. Anyway, aside from COVID, because that seems to be the talking point everywhere you go right now, how was your Christmas? Yeah, it was good. Uh, very good, thank you. Lots of time with the family and and friends and didn't get sick, so that was good. 
uh, tried to do a little bit of exercise. You, uh, we, we convinced each other to go and play some squash over a couple of occasions. That was, that was pretty good. Um, I, uh, it was pretty chillaxed and sort of chipped away with little bits of work. So I don't know. It was all pretty, pretty boring. I bought a Nintendo Switch. Oh that, yes, that was one of the uh, key takeouts for my uh, my Christmas and New Year period. Very, very good. Oscar wants one so bad, so yes. bad. But I'm afraid yeah. if I get one for him, we'll never see him ever again. He'll just be cooped up in his room or wherever the TV is to um, to play this thing. Yeah, well, he'll be um, playing online with creepy Uncle Grant. So, oh, no, he's in safe hands. Don't worry. Playing into, you know, the wee hours of the morning. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, that'd be good because then he'd actually sleep in, in the morning. Right. Actually, yeah. on the flip side, though, we've got the other, our other boy, Hugh, who gets up at, like, 5 o'clock. So oh, gosh. we're buggered either way right now. So no Nintendo Switch just yet, but they do look very, very fun. Yeah, they're, uh, they're a heap of fun. They're a heap of fun. Um, okay, cool. So New Year, Tony D, and we've got... We're going to kick off this episode or this season. We got Mark Fogarty from uh, formerly from Auto Action. Now he's basically just parked up member, right? He's parked up and he's going to talk to us about all of the news that's been going on. Now, I don't know if there's been much news going on, Tony. Certainly not much racing unless you like Dakar, but um, I don't think Fogues is too much into his Dakar anyway, so we probably won't ask him too much about that. But there's heaps going on in all of the uh, worlds of uh, Omnicrom, COVID, no racing. You can't buy any meat at, on the shelves at your local Coles. <laughs> we're, we're in a bunch of strife here. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Grant. There's not a lot of racing going on, but there's a huge amount going on outside of the sport and around the sport. And I'm interested to get um, folks' uh, insider knowledge on that because – we don't really get told a lot, do we, Grant? It's really like we're sort of after the facts actually happen, whereas he's trying to find the news and he's, you know, prodding and all these uh, people that he's contacts um, to get the information. So I'm sure he knows a hell of a lot more than we do. So good guest to have on the show to start the year because uh, hopefully can unravel a few of these rumours going around. Mm, yeah, there's a few rumours and obviously some questions over calendars and sponsors as well big sponsor changes in supercars mm. land and uh and elsewhere as well so uh we've got some uh some good topics to bring up with folks now before we get to that though tony what uh what what made up your christmas and new year festive season well as our listeners will know um i've recently redone my backyard and so basically every event that happened in the Delberto family um, happened at our house. A lot of drinking, a lot of eating happened in my backyard, um, which is good because then you can just, you know, go upstairs and go to bed. You don't have to travel anywhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, the old backyard is bad for my health, Grant. Very mm -hmm. bad for my reaction performance health as an right. athlete. Um, no, we had lots of family time, which is great. Um, catching up with everybody. Uh, but besides that, we didn't really go anywhere. I think uh, Steph had a couple of days off, just the, the main days, and she's sort of working all the way through. You know, her, her line of work has finally been able to get events underway, so they're trying to make up for lost time. So she she's, didn't have a lot of time off. So She's responsible for I spreading was parenting. this virus. She is. 
She is, and she's responsible for bringing money into my bank account and keeping right. me in the lifestyle that I love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was babysitting. Oh, sorry, parenting. Yes. That was a joke. Thank you. I get in trouble for that all the time. Oh, yeah. Saying yeah. that I'm going to babysit, but it's actually parenting because they're right. my children as well. Mm. But um, little Hugh, our two-year-old, he is just flat stick. So much hard work right now. Like wearing me out, tired. Yeah. So um, he's just just so full on. So it's uh, you don't actually get a lot of downtime with him. He's always on the go, wants to do something. So I feel like I went back to work this week, and I feel like it's a rest. It's basically a rest for me. Mm. Well, well, well. Um, the joys of uh, the joys of parenting, I guess. I've got. got um, I've got my little Georgia who's, uh, she's four and she's a live wire as well. So mm. I'm not sure we should look at some sort of arranged marriage situation because if those two are just going to be like off the charts, out of control, they can just help look after each other. I reckon. And that, that's, that's actually really good because I think, isn't it the um, parents of the daughter, they pay oh, for who, the marriage? Oh, wow. Damn it. Is that right? Um, I've picked, yep. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. The girl, the the female's so, yeah, parents pay for the wedding. So yes, you're right. There is no arranged marriage that is now so that, off the that table. That would be great Thank you. because Network R is absolutely flying, and <laughs> it's um, like that. <laughs> we could have a really good wedding. Anyway, could, let's talk yeah. about some motorsport, shall we? You know, I like parties. All right, yeah, let's talk about motorsport. There's hasn't been much racing unless you like Dakar. Mm. Do you like Dakar? No, I haven't watched any of it, but I'm interested because we've got some Aussies in there. Um, obviously, Toby Price. Um, yep. Daniel Saunders as well. He, he's he been going quite well. It was until he broke every bone in his body almost. No, what did he do? He broke ribs. Broke yep. ribs, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our very own, parked up very own because uh, she's been on the show many times, Molly Taylor. She's yep. been killing it over there. She's doing yeah. really well. Yeah, she's doing good. Then go do it. Okay. Well, we might uh, we might talk about that uh, very soon. Plus a whole bunch of other stuff um, in the supercars and and other parts of the world in the news. And the first episode of our news segment for 2022 is coming up right now. This is the news. It's brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. We thank thank them for their continued support. And we have the great man, Mark Fogarty, joining Tony and myself to go through some of the big off-season news that we've seen uh, locally and internationally. Folks, firstly, Happy New Year to you. How the hell are you? Happy New Year to everyone. (laughs) Um, Actually, will it be a Happy New Year? Hasn't got off to a great start, has it? That is the uh, that's that's the mm. question we wanted to ask you about and to talk about. We saw so many calendar interruptions in supercars, in Formula One, in uh, in in our world, the Australian Racing Group and the Shannon's Nationals. Like everyone was compromised. What 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 do you expect we're going to see in twenty twenty two? Sadly, the way it's looking, I think we're going to get away to let's say a slow start because. Omicron is just out of control. State governments, particularly New South Wales and Victoria, their leadership are grappling with what to do. Do we let it just fly or is there going to be some contraction and some restrictions and, you know, major events, out even outdoor events, um, are looking, well, 
not great, I'm afraid. Well, I think I think the Bathurst 12 hour has already fallen victim to it. I I understand it's um it won't be going ahead. When was it? Early March. It'll probably be rescheduled to May. That's as much to do with, you know, there's still some problems of getting people in overseas, <laughs> as we've seen, particularly if your name's um Novak's Djokovic. <laughs> um, so that looks like happening in May, I think. Do you guys agree? Is that the word you've been getting? That seems to be the common common theme. And look, even before we get, and that's a shame that the 12-hour will be delayed. I know that there's a fair chance that Tony might be involved in that race with his long-standing relationship with Wall Racing and Adrian Dietz in that beautiful orange Lamborghini. But before Red, we get to you, this Red. new before we get to this new date for the potential 12 hour we've got the start of the ARG rounds uh, down in Tassie uh, 11th to 13th at Simmons Plains and then of course a uh, return of the Newcastle 500 on the streets on the street track now that's probably even more crucial because there's street tracks unlike Simmons Plains where you just roll up to the things ready to go Newcastle takes about six weeks to build and put together. I think they've got to start construction of that later this month. It's a, the week of the uh, Australia Day holiday that they've got to start putting all those building blocks, all those grandstands and um, pedestrian access and all of that together for that race to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's, that's the go, no go call. And wow, at this stage, that'd be a big call, wouldn't it? You know, again, at risk, looking very dodgy. You know, we're looking probably at a postponement there at, at least. And even, you know, a bit further ahead. Um, it's not in jeopardy, but what's been happening with the Australian Open and all the kerfuffle going on there could have an impact on the Australian Formula One Grand Prix. Not, mm. not yeah. I say, as a risk, but... Everyone coming in, all the whole Formula One circuits coming in, <laughs> quite clearly, they're all going to have to be double vaccinated. That's it. There'll be no debate, no mucking around with, oh, I've had COVID already. And I think my understanding is that all the people in the Formula One paddock, um, as of the end of last year, well, the only ones they had in were those who could prove they were double vaxxed. So as long as we don't have any late, uh, you've got to do a bit of quarantine or something, which Formula One won't accept. That should be okay, but it's just something we've got to be aware of because eyes will be on big international sport in Australia from now on after what's been get this absolute debacle that's gone on with the Australian Open and Novak Djokovic. Well, I think because there's so many changes, uh, there's so many variables going on, um, the government really does need to set the ground rules very clearly um, straight for, for some of these big events coming up because things are changing all the time and we're not really sure if these events could go ahead, you know, what parameters do they have to work within? Uh, Cause it just seems to change so quickly. And I think that's what makes all these big events like the formula one grand prix. Um, there's so many rumors around it, not going ahead. And then how many people will be able to attend because hopefully what's happened overseas will be replicated here. And these extraordinary daily case numbers we're getting mm. will hopefully by the end of the month start flattening off and the thing will plummet away and subside. And, you know, basically, I mean, what's the conventional or the, you know, the widespread thinking is that pretty much everyone's going to get it. 
Yeah. Have you got no it yet, buy, folks? By sometime next month. So I have not. I have, at much inconvenience, had a test recently, which it turns out I didn't need, but I, I was negative anyway. But right. uh, this new strain, Omicron, looks like it's going to get everywhere and it's <laughs> certainly off to a good start, isn't it? Racing mm. away. <laughs> so I, re I reckon if we all take our helmets to the Melbourne Grand Prix, there's a good chance we could start the race. Like, if we're the only ones yeah. that hasn't, haven't got it, Good then one, we could, yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. That's practical. Surely that will work. Yeah. No, let, let's talk yeah, about one, it practically, one, though. One, one way not to get us, don't go. <laughs> if you think about that for a second, for some of these uh, international teams coming out, you know, a lot of their reserve drivers do uh, come away for the weekends. Are we probably likely to see some of the, the you know, big names or the, the stars of the show, the permanent drivers, missing more events this year even in other categories as well you know supercars every category around the world i think there's going to be sort of an uninterrupted championship you know with uh drivers not being able to you know pass the the covert test or whatever and have to sit out events it could have an impact on championships all over the world this is the age to be a reserve or endurance driver is yes. that what you're saying so I'm trying to say, but you know, yes. you're not picking no, up where I'm going. I thought that's where you're going, but no, you're right. <laughs> so reserve drivers all over the place, entirely likely they're going to become very important. I would think at least this year, if any driver or any official or anyone going to a motorsport event, COVID-19 of any description, uh, you're out. I don't see that changing for quite some time. I mean, even when you and think about it, all the into, people, you know, booster shots, and then how many more? Update. So, but even you think about the, all the people that help run the events, um, you know, officials, stewards, marshals, whatever. Um, you know, a lot of these events can be difficult to to actually pull people together to make them happen. Um, and that, to your point, Grant, about you know the Newcastle event, just trying to get the circuit built in that time. Um, is going to be really, really tricky and unpredictable. So to try and commit to a timeline or an event at some of the street circuits is much, much more difficult than doing it on a permanent circuit. So I reckon we're going to see calendar changes and all that stuff that we've seen in the last two years, probably this year, even worse. I reckon Sydney Motorsport Park is a fair chance of hosting the first round of the Supercars Championship again. Mm. If we didn't, if we weren't sick of that uh, after four straight events, as we know, they did that for all of the right reasons and for the reasons they had to do it. There's a fair chance that we might have to head back there to do the first round because I think, folks, you might be able to talk better to this, that the deal is that the first round of the championship for the for the Repco Supercars Championship yeah. has to happen in New South Wales. That's the current deal, and you're right. Supercars, certainly under new ownership, will be doing everything possible to kick it off in New South Wales. And yeah, we could be, uh, or not, uh, but we could be watching it at Sydney Motorsport Park again, which would be interesting. Um, but I would think it also keeps Victoria in play. You know, Victoria as an emergency could be standing by simply because even with various restrictions, the reality is that as we speak, New South Wales and Victoria are the two open states. Anyone can come here from anywhere. There, there are no travel restrictions, essentially, for getting into either New South Wales or Victoria. So, um, so you're saying the Winter 500 is going to kick off the year? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be my first 
pick, but uh, seriously, if, if, if it gets it done, no, not a long distance race at Winton, no, please. But, you know, kicking off at, um, well, Phillip I don't Island think Winton would be practical. But Sandown or even Phillip Island, yeah, I, I think it's got to be, they've got to be in the mix. And, mm. and I'm sure that uh, the new owner's happy to have arrived at this stage just when they thought it was all going to be plain sailing into 2022. <laughs> the new board is uh, probably already addressing these issues, plus management. Uh, senior management, whoever they may be today. Is Sean Seymour still around? Is Shane Howard now the boss? What's going on there? Mm, that's what we're going to ask you. We don't know these answers. Yeah, I I do not know. I haven't heard a peep about that apart from, you know, just vague speculation about Shane Howard being promoted. He's um, been caretaker a couple of times before, but with all, with no certainly no disrespect to Shane Howard, I think they need a much bigger personality you know shane's a great number two he's a great organizer knows the sport loves the sport extremely capable but if there were ever time a time i think when supercars needed a a big personality a showman a salesman to lead the sport forward it's now and you know i'm not having a go at shane he would be the first to admit that he's not that outgoing personality you know he can he's capable of dealing with the media but I think by his own admission, he would rather not. He'd rather not be the public face of supercars. Yeah, and it's not just the being good in front of the media, good in front of a camera or, you know, answering your hard-hitting questions, folks. It's about selling the sport to to the... Governments and sponsors. Exactly. Thank you. Hmm. So, and yeah, you're right. Shane uh, has been an excellent uh, 2IC, effectively, in that... um, Chief Operating Officer role, the COO role yep. that he's held for, for for many years. So, yeah, interesting that his name has has popped up because he has always been the um, the, the the guy who they've the, the guy who's been sitting on the bench, the reserve driver, um, mm. and and the the an, an amazing um, yeah two I see effectively. But it's, is there has there been much chat about this the new consortium who's who have taken over and the, uh, you know, I, I saw um, on a news outlet just recently about the stadium trucks not being uh, given some of the the easy tickets and, the, and a little bit of travel money to get to and from particular events. And that's one of the first cuts that we've seen uh, to, you know, to, to what a supercars event has typically looked like with the, jumpy trucks, as I like to call them, uh, being at some of these events. Um, is the axe going to start to be wielded on on some of the some of the costs and outgoings that that supercars has typically been um, accustomed to? Mm, probably. It's almost, well, invariably when new ownership comes in, mm. it's very unusual that they start throwing the money around, is it? Um, I think in this case, the new ownership group, race it has to start investing but will they be throwing it around probably not and it's not normally the way it goes and um there'll be some trimming maybe not so much in you know i think pretty much the same categories or most of the categories will figure on the support program at most if not all the events but you know some of them might you know might the deal mightn't be as good as they expected before and with the uh, 
stadium super trucks, well, I, I've just got to wonder if anyone's going to miss them, really. You know, but they, they are entertainment, yeah, you know, especially on some of the streets. Well, yeah, but stuff. yeah, so are clowns. <laughs> doesn't doesn't mean they're the top billing act no, of the circus. No, no. I mean, the other day, everyone's there to see supercars. Stadium super trucks. I first saw them in the states at the Detroit mm. Grand Prix, and as a one-off amusement and a bit of spectacle, they were great. They were a lot of fun, and they were a lot of fun when they first came here. Mm. But you know, I think they're used by date is past. I don't think we have to have them all over the place. Maybe a big spectacular once a year, maybe, but I, I don't know. Yes, they are pure entertainment, but you can, you can get that, you know, with real stadium truck racing, can, can't you? Mm. You know, and go indoors and do it properly. So, and they had to be pulled back because they were getting dangerous. They really were. Um, and there, there are issues there. So, look, as much as I enjoy them in the past, I won't miss them. I don't believe purists will miss them. A lot of the casual fans, maybe, but as you say, you know, they go there to see the supercars. That's the main act and a lot of good support categories. That that should be enough. Now, I want to get your thoughts on uh, supercars itself. How healthy is the category? What, what's your opinion on that? Big changes coming, Gen 3, Gen 3 a year away. It, it's an interesting time. It's not make or break, but it's a very important transition. and the new owners of supercars have had to raise a lot of money, not only to buy the sport outright, and that's, you know, somewhere around $90 million just to do that. And then they're paying out the teams over five years to take over their share as well as Archer's share. They're heavily subsidising Gen 3. I believe they've budgeted around between nine and $12 million. Wow. To give the teams a leg up. That won't pay for the Gen 3 costs, you know, the transition, but it'll go a long way to helping. So I guess it goes back to what we discussed before about, you know, spending a lot of money. It's in that area, funding Gen 3, that's probably going to be the main drain immediately. And maybe there's some cost cutting, you know, to help, help pay for that. But essentially that all that money's been raised, you know, through... Um, a share issue and then a bond issue later to come up with, uh, well, $60, $60 million up front. Um, so that's the initial purchase, pay out the teams, as I say, over five years. So that's where you get to that overall figure of, of 90 or as much as just over $100 million. So big quids, as they would say, are going out. Supercars has survived apparently the last couple of years through the pandemic pretty well. And that's a bit of good management, sensible management. It's also that they just haven't had to spend as much money in the past. You know, ironically, this period for a lot of businesses, weirdly, or counterintuitively anyway, because they haven't been able to do a lot of things. And um, expenditure's been down. It's been down to the, to the extent that it's offset, you know, lower income. Uh, so supercars has actually done pretty well, arguably better than AFL and NRL financially during this period. Um, so, you know, at least there's a reasonable foundation, you know, in terms of, of income. And, you know, as we know, they're set with the broadcast deal through for another few three or four years. 
and that's a guaranteed, you know, what is it, roughly 40-odd million dollars a year. So there's money coming in as long as the money going out is controlled and as long as, you know, sponsorship keeps coming in. And that's probably the most exciting part of what's happening in supercars at the moment because there's not a lot of news of, you know, movements or, you know, Mm. um, changes in the sense between the teams and the drivers and all that. That's all been settled. But there's a lot of movement apparently going on among major sponsors with with some of the teams that are quite quite exciting. Tony, have you heard a bit of chat about that? I wanted to actually ask you about that. And obviously, uh, Vodafone are looking like they're going to re-enter or re-sponsor Triple Eight. Um, they're obviously uh, sponsored those cars for many years, um, but it's presented quite a big problem for Brock Feeney, their new signing, who is uh, supported by Boost Mobile. And Mr. Adelan has uh, voiced his uh, opinion quite strongly on social media, um, saying he has no... No beef with uh, with Brock, but um, he didn't even get asked um, by Triple Eight whether um, Boost wanted to sponsor the team. So he's he's not really too happy, and he's one of those guys that makes it pretty clear, and he's very vocal when uh, something doesn't go his way. So how do you think that's going to pan out in terms of you know with Brock? I mean, he's going to obviously have to relinquish his uh, sponsorship deal with Boost. But, you know, do you think he'll have Vodafone on his helmet, for instance, coming into into this season? Well, I'm amazed that Peter Addison is having a sook over this. I mean, seriously, it's business. Deals and alignments change. You know, he's already got a significant investment in the Erebus team this year, backing, you know, being the principal backer of two cars. Mm. Um, and Triple Eight have an established long-term relationship even behind the scenes if not obvious with Vodafone so that would be naturally their first port of call and if they say yes although that's another telco slogan isn't it we'll get to that (laughs) um you know I see it as just the natural course and if he's driving for the team he has to relinquish his personal sponsorship Mm. and it's most likely if we look at the past that he'll get some sort of personal deal with yeah, whether it be anyway. Red Bull or yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not like he's you know he's, he's going to be disconnected anytime soon from his mobile phone, <laughs> you know. And and Peter, if he wants to, I don't know, he may continue a personal deal with James Courtney, who and I'll get to it in a minute. Figures elsewhere, but you know, sponsors moving around, changing. Um, it's it's part of the business. It's not it's not like anyone's being poached or stolen. Yeah, which has happened many It'd times. It'd be and good to see a few new ones coming in, like a Vodafone well, we're going to. championship. That's exciting. Yeah, it is good. So, who else have you heard? Pretty sure Optus is coming in in, in a uh, more major role. They already have a, a you know a small partnership with Walkinshaw and Dreddy Racing, and the word is that they're going to team up with Mobile One, who will continue, and they'll they'll be joint title sponsors on Chas Mostert's car. Um, pretty yeah, I think appliances online see. have gone, haven't they? Yep, we'll get to that. Um, it's all going on. Um, <laughs> it looks like Super Cheap will reunite, if you like, with Chaz Mostert. They'll have a some, some signage on Chaz's car or maybe both WAU cars, um, as well as staying with, they have a, you know, a long-term deal with Triple Eight already, but that's what I've heard consistently. So there'll be some Super Cheap branding associated with Mostert. 
going back to the you know the period when they sponsored his um, uh, Tickford Falcon, and it was a good relationship. They liked Chaz, and, uh, and it's also you know I'm sure they would like to be aligned with the reigning Bathurst champion, just a little mm. more super cheap needle <laughs> over the whole Bathurst thing. So yeah, so appliances online, I gather, who have been a major backer. They're going across to James Courtney at Tickford Racing. I'm told that Courtney was actually the one who brought or brokered the deal to bring them to uh, Walkinshaw and Dreading United anyway in the first place. So that replaces the boost sponsorship that Courtney had. What else is going on? Oh, at WAU, all the information is that... Uh, truck Assist. Um, tr well, no. Truck Assist are going to be backing both uh, cars at... Matt Stone Racing, I understand. So, oh, okay. So sticking with LeBrock, who's basically done a, a swap, hasn't he? And then um, Hazelwood, that they'll be Team Truck Assist. But the, the company that owns Truck Assist is um, NTI, um, who are the overall uh, parent company of that, you know, transport insurance group, I suppose, for want of a better term. Um, they're going to back Nick Perkett in the mm. second okay. Walkinshaw car is what I hear. Yeah, I'd heard so, the truck assist were going, was going to Percat. So that probably makes sense what you're saying. Same company. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it. yeah, I, I heard Matt Stone Racing. That was the word I got. But, yeah, I get, you know, at worst, <laughs> one or the other. Mm. <laughs> you know, if it's not, if, it's, if it is truck assist with Percat, it'll be NTI up at Thing Bob. And, and. Matt Stone Racing's had an existing relationship with the NTI group anyway, with yep. one of their with their, one of their other companies. So, um, but that's just good news that you know Optus upping its game or upping its mm. presence. You know, it's a it's a big new it's big news. They're the number two telco in the country, um, and you know, appliances online staying involved is good. And so equally, NTI keeping its relationship, which will probably extend to. What do they sponsor Townsville? I think they're probably going to stay there. So, and there'll be, you know, there'll be more movement around with, with some sponsors. So I guess the, the point of all this, Grant and Tony, is that sponsors are coming in, retaining your interest or upping their game. And that's, that's at this stage, that's not only good news, it's vital because the sponsorship market has been very difficult in all sport, but particularly in supercars. So, if we can across the board now starting to see, you know, sponsors upping or new sponsors or old sponsors coming, coming in or coming back, you know, with, you know, uh, on the back of increased TV coverage, particularly, you know, there has been an increase on, on free to air on seven last year, mm. which you would expect. And if that continues more, uh, simply more eyeballs, you know, makes it, it makes it more viable for major sponsors to get involved when there's a sheer number of people watching. Mm. Mm. Definitely. Exciting times for the sport. As you say, great that uh, we don't, we aren't seeing too many of them leave. They're all uh, hanging about or just um, taking their stickers off one car and moving on to the other. It's a, um, it's going to be a fascinating lead up to the 2022 supercars championship and all of the uh, Australian motorsport uh, racing that uh, we're going to get to talk about uh, across a year. Mark Fogarty, we thank you so much for joining us, especially during this little summer break. Although you're always on a break these days, aren't you? Yeah. 
That's right. <laughs> you keep believing me. Look, guys, I have, you know, I'm so not busy. I actually have to rush off. Um, well, then we'll I leave have you an to appointment. Them. So, yep, I'll leave you guys to wrap it all up. No, good to chat, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yep, keep the faith. We'll get this season done somehow. Bye. Thanks, folks. Thanks, mate. And we thank folks for joining us on the Parked Up podcast. Of course, we're powered by Race Fuels, the mighty fighting Race Fuels. When you go back racing in 2022, you make sure you take your race car to <laughs> Race Fuels and you fill your your big bad race car up. With, even if you don't have a big bad race car, even if you've got an XL, there's only one place to get well, your fuel. They're pretty, it's with they're race pretty fuels. big and bad. They're big, bad race cars for some people. I guess if you sit it next to a micro machine, then yes, it's a big, bad mm. race car, but mm. whatever. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> we are getting set for a huge year. Just uh, did you make any New Year's resolution? I know I asked you in the uh, final Parked Up podcast if you were going to have a New Year's resolution, but no. um, ha- have you have you broken any resolutions? Are you what, what's What's the deal? Mm. Yeah, the only thing I've broken recently is I split my pants. Um, so I've got to get back on the, the reaction performance train, try and uh, lose a few kgs. I, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, or maybe my pants are just old, but I broke my pants. So that's not a good start to the year. But you did ask me that before we went away. And um, like I said to you at the time, it wasn't a huge amount to me for me to actually work on. So <laughs> you're perfect. Wasn't wasn't really too sure where to go <laughs> how, with that. How how can you? I'm a uh, bit lost. Can how, anyone help me out here? How can you um, uh, add to perfection? <laughs> exactly. Um, we actually did when we were at with uh, our great mate Lee Stimation with at Reaction Performance just recently on the weekend. We went to the gym. We were there with uh, Cooper Murray, of course, the uh, Porsche Australia Carrera Cup legend driver. Um, he's can't really call him a legend yet, but um, future legend. Uh, we did one of those in-body scans. Oh, how did you uh, perform on on that? Now, for anyone who doesn't know what an in-body scan is, it's very simple. You stand on these scales, and then you also grip your hands on these things and somehow it throws all these um super sensors through your body and it tells you where you're holding all your fat where you're holding all your muscle you know obviously how much you weigh and where the weight sits and it tells you an incredible amount about your uh about your body, your body. composite that's right that's right yours said that your head was uh, significantly larger than the rest of the population <laughs> <laughs> and mine said my guts were significantly larger than the other pop- rest of the population. No, I mean, to be honest, my scan wasn't amazing, but it was sort of predictable considering the Christmas that I've had. Um, a couple of kgs up and body fat, not exactly where I'd like it, but not too bad, to be honest. So uh, recoverable, definitely. What was um, your score out of 100? It does give you a score out of 100. Uh, my score was never really that good, but it was 82. Oh, um, is, is more better? Is it better? More is be... better. More, more signifies that you have more muscle. Oh. Yes. Fuck so Grant Rowley, 87. You, you score really well because you're actually very muscly mm. underneath the rest of the layerage of fattage, but D- does, there's does, a lot of muscle under there. 
Does the does your good looks also add to the score? Because that would obviously it add must. a little bit more for me, of course. It must. Mm. It must. Mm-hmm. And and your pants size as well. Hand size. No, your pants. Oh, pants. I'm not hand. I thought you said hand. I thought, well, yeah, that's right too. Big hands. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that all all makes up the score, and um, yeah, pumps out a number. But um, yeah, not not a huge amount to improve on to be honest but there's always like with with anything in fitness and you know keeping your body in in shape you can never sort of stop doing it so you have a bit of a rest and suddenly you're you know back behind the eight ball again so um we're back into it we're training with lee uh, a couple of times a week and then doing stuff in between getting ourselves set for the season ahead and you know like we've said in the last last two years we don't sometimes know when those events will be but you sort of have to be ready to go um, at the drop of a hat if there is an event that gets confirmed or you know an opportunity comes up Mm, opportunity tony d Mm. you could be one of the busiest drivers assuming you can stay away from omnicrom or novak Djokovic or whatever i've never used so much hand sanitizer in my life like I'm really taking this serious. I'm wearing a mask flat out. I'm sanitizing. I'm literally just going to work and home. That's it. Nowhere else. Um, and the gym sometimes, but right. the gym that we go to is, uh, there's only a couple of us there. It's not like a, you know, a big gym with hundreds of people going through the door every day. So yeah, cleaning down surfaces and just trying to be as absolutely as diligent as possible. Cause, um, I don't really want to get it, to be honest. Avoiding not not the... because of my health, but just because I don't want to miss out on things. I don't <clears> want to have to sit at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got so used to it in 2020 and some parts of 2021, though. Yeah, but I'm over it, mate. We're, we're not getting any younger and we need to press on with our lives. So, Okay. Good. Anyway. Good, good attitude. What, um, now, you, you had your um, New Year's resolution to get, get real. real. <laughs> So we yep. still don't know what that bloody means, but um, oh, I don't know how's what that it means going? either. How's that going? That's going okay. I'm just figuring it out day by day, but uh, trying to uh, to uh, I don't even know what it means. Yeah, you don't what, know what, it is, no. what the hell it does it mean? I'm staying real, Tony D. I'm staying not, real, is it? Staying real, being real. I thought it was being getting well, real. I'm getting it. I, I'm, I'm getting it, and then I'm going to be it. And then I'm but, going to stay. But what it. is it? If you don't know what it is, how are you meant to achieve your goal? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Don't Isn't it funny though? Like questions. You know, January one comes, and uh, suddenly everyone's on a diet. Everyone's <laughs> going to exercise every day. Suddenly they're going to read ten books a, day, a night. Uh, like <laughs> they just set these unrealistic uh, expectations of what they should be doing, and then. You know, a couple of days into it, and everything's fallen by the wayside, and they're in a worse spot. So, mm. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big believer in just chipping away at things and not change too much. Just tweak it rather than you know start start from scratch. Anyway, Good. Okay. That's me. Well, chip, you you keep chipping away. We'll let our listeners uh, disappear off this pod. Great to uh, restart this up. Uh, and of course, like always, we'll be super regular in 2022. Yes. Lots of podcasts, lots of exciting things happening as well. Uh, and we'll get to share some of that in the near future as the year starts to progress, as the race cars start to hit the track. Well, hopefully, 
Um, but look, if big bash and cr- and tennis and cricket and all these things can go, then God damn it, they can hold some motor races. So let's get into the so. 2022 season. Tony D, I know we're going to see heaps of you. You're going to, you're basically going to drive for every supercars team because you're just going to um, be the, the only, only driver with no <laughs> virus, the most hand sanitized person in the world. And, uh, you'll, you'll get to do heaps of race cars, replacing a whole bunch of people. It'd be great. Let's hope so. Can't Let's wait that's episode episode whatever it is but certainly number one of 2022 and uh, you'll hear from us next week see you mate